We left off our ghostly spirituality um, series last week, confronted by the age-old challenge of discerning the spirits. Are Are the spirits, are they true, or are they a fraud? Or are they benevolent, or are they malicious? The biblical record has stories of both, and, and so does the wider world, too, around, history around the globe, which is why, as I think as a rule, as, and actually as a law, it was a prohibited practice to, to, to try to connect with the spiritual world in any, in any deep way. It was a prohibited practice, not just in Christianity, but in Islam and Judaism as well. And I think really what it comes down to is there's just too much room for fraud. Even so, when you think about that, who gets to make the rules? Anytime you make a rule, there's a, there's a certain amount of privilege in being the person who gets to set the rules. So if you perceive yourself to have a degree of authority and power, there's a, a temptation to forego spiritual power because you don't really need it. There are other kinds of power that you've got in your life. You've got, and I got to, you know, and I know that. I fall into that boat. I'm, I'm white, I'm Christian, I'm straight, I'm male. Guys like me can, we think anyway, we can, we can forego spiritual power because we have privilege. The power that the world, the ways of this world just gave us. Bell. Bell didn't have that power. She was sold as a slave back in the, the free state of New York. And you see, New York wasn't in any hurry to become a free state, no matter what the law said. And so she was sold into sla- as a slave when she was about 10 years old. Ten-year-old child to John Dumont. Now this piece of work, he raped that child for years. And then when as a teenager, she fell in love with another slave, a guy named Robert. Robert was beaten to within an inch of his life. And she never saw him again until he died um, shortly later, later at a very young age. She was a woman. She was a slave. And the law, the law was not on her side. But God was. And the spirit of her father was. When people feel powerless, when people feel powerless, why obey a law that limits your access to power? Now, in a different time and place, Saul, the first king of Israel, Saul had lost favor with God. He had done some things, lost favor with God. And there was this whole Game of Thrones competition between him and David for who was going to have the throne of Israel. And the prophets of the time said that David was God's new choice. And Saul Saul was despondent. He he was the Messiah. He was the anointed of his time. 
He was anointed by the great prophet, the kingmaker, Samuel. But now he felt powerless. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel mourned him and buried him in Ramah, his hometown. And Saul had banned all mediums and diviners from the land. The Philistines gathered their forces and advanced to camp at Shunem. Saul gathered all Israel, and they camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was so afraid that his heart beat wildly. When Saul questioned the Lord, the Lord didn't answer him, not by dreams, not by the Urim, and not by the prophets. So Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who communicates with ghosts. I'll then go to her and ask by using her techniques. There is such a medium in Endor, his servants replied. So Saul disguised himself, dressing in different clothes. Then he and two men set out, going to the woman at nighttime. Please call up a ghost for me. Bring me the one I specify, Saul said. Listen, the woman said to him, you know what Saul has done, how he has banned all mediums and diviners from the land. What are you doing, trying to get me killed? But Saul promised to her by the Lord, as surely as the Lord lives, you won't get into trouble for this. So the woman said, who do you want me to bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed at Saul, Why have you tricked me? You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king said to her. What do you see? The woman said to Saul, I see a divine figure coming up from the ground. What does he look like? Saul asked her. An old man is coming up, she said. He's wrapped in a robe. Then Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed low out of respect nose to the ground. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up, Saul asked. Samuel asked Saul. I'm in deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me, and God has turned away from me and no longer answers me by prophets or by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what I should do. Why do you ask me, Samuel said, since the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy? The Lord has done to you exactly what he spoke through me. The Lord has ripped the kingdom out of your hands and has given it to your friend David. So in his desperation, feeling powerless to control the situation, Saul broke his own law and deceived the witch of Endor, that was what they used to call her, the witch of Endor, to contact the spirit of the dead prophet Samuel to advise him. When people feel powerless, why obey a law that limits your access to power? Bell, she had a, a special place that was near where her slave owner lived. It was a small island in a river that she would go and she would pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance. And she would also channel the spirit of her dead father, James Bomfrey. And 
For her entire life, she referred to her father's spirit as her shining light. And when things got difficult, she would turn to spiritual power over and over again. She told how that her father's spirit would come to her from beyond the veil of death to guide Belle through dangerous times. One such time was on July 26th, 1827, when the man who had enslaved her, raped her, broke his promise to free her. He laughed right in her face. So she went to that little island, and she turned to spiritual power. And she was instructed when and how to leave. She obeyed her shining light. And with her infant daughter, she left. Now, in and of itself, that alone is an amazing story of a slave claiming their freedom. But Belle's story was far from over, far, far from over. And in retaliation for her escape, John Dumont decided to illegally sell her, Bell's five-year-old son to somebody down in Alabama where slavery was still legal. So when Bell heard about this, she was a newly emancipated former slave, and she dared to do something. She dared to sue her son Peter's new owners down in Alabama for making an illegal sale. She decided to take the law into her hands and sue them. And by the grace of God, she won that court trial against all expectations. And Peter was returned to her. Now, in and of itself, that, that is amazing in that time. And Belle's story was far from over. Well, Belle decided to then go work on the Underground Railroad. And she went to New York City, and she helped hundreds of slaves every single year. She helped them be routed through New York to safety up in Canada. And she trusted the dead spirit, the spirit of her dead father to, av uh, to advise her on how to avoid capture. She credited her shining light, the shining light of his spirit, with keeping her alive and uncaptured for years. Now, Bell, Bell was a, a devout Methodist Christian. And she did not see this practice of consulting with the spirit of her dead father. She did not see that as against her religion. Now, there were those who certainly did see it that way, and they called her a witch. When people feel powerless, why obey laws that limit your access to power? Let me tell you something about spiritual power. When you allow God's spirit to empower your life, to trust that God truly lives inside of you and can use you, 
When you stop seeing God as this force that kind of exists up there or out there someplace, and you realize that it is, that spirit is right here, right now. When you take seriously that God's power is at work in this world, and it's like water on rock. When you realize that kind of power, you have a powerful ally. You are part of something far bigger than yourselves. Whatever limited power that you perceive in yourself or that the world gave you because of your birth, it's nothing compared to that kind of power. Get in touch with that spiritual power. Transform yourself into the ambassador of Christ that you are meant to be. Now, it will not surprise you that Bell was not done. She had been transformed by these experiences in her life. In fact, you probably don't know her as Belle, but I'm going to guess that you've heard of Sojourner Truth. That name, we all know. She took that name, Sojourner Truth, on a Pentecost Sunday because God had charged her with traveling, sojourning in the world to speak truth. And when she was about my age, the age that I am now, she realized that for herself that the, the women's rights was connected to the abolition of slavery. And in that decade, right before the Civil War, she decided to speak out at the Ohio Women's Rights Convention in 1851. And here is what she said in that church. May I say a few words? I want to say a few words about this matter. I am a woman's rights. I have as much muscle as any man and I can do as much work as any man. I have plowed and reaped and husked and chopped and mowed. And can any man do better than that? I have heard much about the sexes being equal. I can carry as much as any man and I can eat as much too if I can get it. I am as strong as any man that is today. As for intellect, all I can say is if a woman have a pint and a man a quart, why can't she have her little pint full? You need not be afraid to give us our rights for fear we will take too much, for we can't take much more than a pint will hold. The poor men seem to be all in confusion and they don't know what to do. Why, children, if you have woman's rights, give it to her and you will feel better. You have your own rights and there will be so much trouble. I can't read, but I can hear. And I have heard the Bible and learned that Eve caused man to sin. But if woman upset the world, to give her a chance to set it right side up again. The lady has spoken about Jesus, how he never spurred woman from him, and she was right. When Lazarus died, 
Mary and Martha came to him with faith and love and besought him to raise their brother. And Jesus wept and Lazarus came forth. And how came Jesus into the world? Through God who created him and woman who bore him. Men, where is your part? But women are coming up, blessed be God, and a few of the men are coming up with him. But men is in a tight place. The poor slave is on him, the women are coming on him, and he is surely between a half and a buzzard. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by the ancestors of our faith who bear witness to what we do with the days that we're given. God's Spirit is in you. You can deny it, but God's Spirit is in you. Child of God, member of the church. Do you deny that the Holy Spirit lives? Or is she your ally? Do you quench that spirit? Deny it? Or you, do you use your life to give her wings to change this world? Do you huddle in fear? Fear of giving offense to some? Or do you proclaim justice for all? of God's people. How do you live life's brief span? Because the day is coming. The day is coming for all of us when our spirits will become part of that great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. How will it be said that you lived? <laughs> 